Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Amanda Norris, and I'm the Revenue Cycle Editor for Health Leaders. Today, I'm here to chat with Dr. Arif Kidwai, President of St. John's Radiology Associate. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course. So to get us started, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your professional background and a bit about St. John's. Sure. Uh, I've been a radiologist now for about 20 years. I'm originally trained as a diagnostic radiologist and a musculoskeletal specialist. So I read a lot of bone and muscle abnormalities, but in my practice, I actually read everything from OB to pediatrics to neuro because we're a you know, private group of radiologists serving the community hospital with about 15 radiologists. Prior to, be, prior to working at St. John's Radiology for the last 15 years, I also was in the academic practice for five years at the University of Florida. And during that time, I was able to gain a focus in technology and actually serve as chief of informatics. Um, and then 10 years ago, I went back to University of Florida, actually earned my MBA and have continued to use that knowledge of both business and technology and try to drive efficiency within my team that I've been running now for seven years. So healthcare organizations had a rough 2022 financially as they tried to navigate inflation and labor shortages, among many other challenges. So this has led to a lot of leaders in your position looking toward technology to fill gaps and help their bottom lines. So can you tell us about the gaps that you were seeing at your organization and what technology you implemented to help fill those gaps? Yeah, the last two or three years have really been rough for everybody across the board. I mean, all you know, everybody in the healthcare industry and radiology has been no exception. I've been fortunate to be in a hospital system where the executives have been very proactive and, and ahead of the curve. Our hospital was actually the second hospital in the state of Florida even to have PACs, which was back in 2001. And so they've always been very aggressive looking at new technology and trying to find ways to deliver healthcare you know, more efficient and better care for the patient directly over those times. About 10 years ago, we actually started moving towards uh, what I call better workflow within our own department. And part of that process was actually to look for a new voice recognition system. And at the time, we looked at a lot of the major players, including the immodal fluency for imaging product. And for us, that was actually a game changer because once we started using you know, a better workflow, better voice recognition system, we were actually able to improve our turnaround times in radiology so that we had faster reports coming out to the clinicians. We had better accuracy in our reports because the voice recognition technology was the best that we've ever seen. And for us, we actually moved to a, a, a more efficient model where we had everybody working from one work list. And so we had multiple people working on ER patients when there was high ER volume. And at the same time, was able to kind of capitalize on that capacity to use that same team to you know, tackle the, the larger outpatient growth that we've actually seen in the last 10 years. And so for us, you know, having that voice recognition technology with a better workflow package that made us better radiologists, both in quality and in our efficiency, was really something that we've seen now, you know, pay out in the last three years as things have even been more tight in the industry, as uh, the number of radiologists relative to the number of cases that we see annually has continued to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, Frost and Sutherland had a great, you know, uh, the data graph they put out about three years ago that just shows this gap between the increasing imaging volume year over year that's been going on in the industry for now 30 years, and the relative flat number of radiologists that we've had nationally. And it's it's a challenge for everybody. You know, 
as that continued growth and the, the shortage of radiologists. And, and I think just finding that efficiency in the technology has been the only way to cope with that. So the program you are using was ranked first in the speech recognition front end for imaging category by class. So it won an award, which is great. But can you tell me what positive outcomes you have seen since implementing the technology for yourself? Yeah, so, you know, at its core, fluency for imaging is voice recognition, and it, it works. I mean, that that's just the simple, I, I guess, the way that I look at it and the way that our team looks at it is it works in that it transcribes what I say. And that sounds like a simple idea and a simple concept, but in reality, that's not necessarily always true of all the different options out there. And so for us to find the, the product that did the best voice transcription that is also bundled with a whole bunch of other features that improves our workflow has been something that has taken a lot of the pain out of reporting. I remember when voice recognition was starting out, you know, 20 plus years ago, it was really painful to dictate. I mean, you would dictate a report and then you would spend a whole bunch of time worrying about where the errors were, looking for the errors. And then after signing the report, a day later, a few days later, you'd start getting phone calls from people because they would find additional errors that you would not catch yourself. And so it was always a, a kind of a pain point. And so for us, as we've moved to this new technology, you know, now I have a much simpler life. I look at a film, I dictate the case, I sign the report. There's not a lot of stress in worrying about the technology. I just focus on my job, you know, look at the report or look at the image, dictate the case, and then move on. So a lot of the distractions from the, you know, the, from a decade ago before that have kind of gone away. And for me, the other thing that has been nice is to, to you know, be able to interact with the technology where the user interface is easy to use. It's easier to see the layout. You expect the report to be in certain things. You have certain alerts that help you. And when you go looking for templates and macros, everything just makes sense. And it just makes it easier to do your job. And, and for me, that's been one of the, the best things to watch the team improve and to just become stronger. When deciding to implement a new technology like this, what was your process? I know you said you're part of a larger health system. So did you have to get an ample amount of buy-in from others in the system? And how did you do that? Yeah, we were really fortunate. And when we were going through this process, our chief medical information officer came to us and said the hospital organization wanted to buy one vendor product that would provide voice recognition software, both in the radiology arena as well as hospital-wide for the new EMR that they were purchasing. And he actually came to me and said, you know, at the end of this, it's radiology's decision. You tell us who you want and the hospital will follow. So we worked, you know, hand in hand with, with his team and we brought in all the major players at the time and we went through the standard, you know, product review and product demos. And and for us, it actually became an easy decision because um, what Imodal did with their Fluence for Imaging, I kind of nicknamed that after the event, the, the open mic night, because they basically sat down in a room, they had all the radiologists sitting there and one by one, we'd come up, sit in the chair and dictate into the microphone, signed in under this generic account with no voice training and we just watch it work. And then one by one, the radiologists would get up, turn around and say, wow, it worked. And, and it was really a refreshing thing because technology before that had really been lagging as far as the radiologist expectations. You know, everybody knew the pain of trying to correct reports and having problems. And to be able to sit down on open mic night and just see it work was really the thing that changed everybody's attitude about moving forward with new technology. And that night, we basically had a unanimous vote from the radiologist that we wanted in modal super imaging. We went to the CMIO the next day and said, this is our choice. And he smiled. He goes, well, that was my choice, too. I just didn't want to tell you. And that's how we as an organization, you know, came to this, you know, you know, decision and then moved forward. 
That's great. So I frequently hear from other leaders that new technology is great, but implementation isn't always the easiest. Um, so now that it's working, you say it's working really well, but can you tell us a little bit about how implementation went at your practice and how you overcame any obstacles, if there even were any? Yeah, so adoption of new technology is always what I call a challenge for everybody. Um, I remember when I was back at the, the academic setting, we actually did an entire PACS and voice recognition change out. And, you know, top to bottom from radiology to outside radiology, there's always this, you know, dealing with the change. Um, I'd say of all the things I've ever done that the Fluency for Imaging was the easiest adoption. Prior to go live, they did a lot of prep with our team. They did a lot of training for our IT department. They came in, they, they kind of coached the radiologists of what to expect. Um, then on the go live day, they had trainers on site. We had both of our major sites covered with staff. We had IT people that they had already trained also, you know, deployed to the different reading rooms that everybody was kind of ready for it. We had purposely, you know, kind of uh, decreased our outpatient volume for two days just to kind of handle the change and knowing that there would be a little bit of a kind of a learning curve to this. But, you know, for us, the, the shock was after about three days, we were back to 100% productivity. And so everybody, you know, went from, you know, being afraid of what's going to happen to three days later, just simply doing our jobs again, you know, and forgetting that we had to go through this learning curve because after three days of, you know, seeing a case, dictating a case, clicking a button to create the template and then signing the case. And the next time you have that exact same exam pop up, your template comes up with it ready to go. You know, you were able to kind of capture all this and, and it really actually improved us. So that 100%, you know, after three days is really not only just learning the new technology, but it was also a little bit of gain from stuff that we were not as efficient before. And that really translated to six months later, where we found that we were about at 120% productivity just from using the new technology in our workflow and finding that we were able to capture a lot of efficiencies just using the new templates, using more macros and having kind of a streamlined implementation within our system. That's really great. I mean, three days is awesome for downtime. Usually I hear months, so definitely a win. Uh, what is next for St. John's when it comes to technology? Are you looking to implement technology in any other areas? Yeah, so we're obviously everybody's watching, you know, artificial intelligence and that's the, the new thing, you know, everybody's waiting or we're in particular waiting for a little bit more maturity. I know there's a lot of early adopters out there. We've seen some successes with uh, some of our colleagues. We've also seen some challenges. So we're still kind of waiting for that right moment for us to kind of jump in. I think there's some, you know, routine developments that are going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in the voice recognition world, including, you know, dynamic templates where you can kind of, you know, have templates that take your information from one section and deploy it through an algorithm to give you recommendations on what to do in the impression. So we're, we're expecting to adopt that in the next six to 12 months, as well as just a lot more um, alerts, kind of real-time activities. One of the things that we see now in our current system is it gives us alerts of when we've maybe dictated a right or left error in a report. If I'm dictating a left wrist and I've said the word right, it will highlight that and give me an alert. It also knows that certain bones are in certain parts of the body. So if I said the word metacarpal, when I'm talking about a foot, it knows that I actually should not be using that word. I should be using the word like metatarsal. So it gives me a little highlights. And I think there's a lot of new advantages that are coming down the pipes in those alert technologies that will help us improve our quality and reduce the human error. So all these things are making us, you know, excited to see how we can become better just using new technology, you know, kind of helping us see what we need to see. Absolutely. Well, a lot of great things going on. You're going to be very busy for sure. Well, that is all the time we have for today, unfortunately, but thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure having you on the show, and I'm really happy to hear so much about what you guys have going on. Great. Thank you, Amanda.
All right, this brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast, and we'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.